State Sycamores are tournament champions. The Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, and Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Northern Iowa back in the NCAA tournament. Wichita State Shockers, winners of the Missouri Valley Conference. The 2016 Outdoor Track and Field Championships are about to take place this coming week in Oregon, and I'm pleased to be joined by someone in the Missouri Valley Conference who's actually part, will play a major role in the NCAA Track and Field Championships. Angie Lansing's the Senior Associate Athletic Director at Indiana State, also the Senior Women Administrator. Angie, I just saw you last week at the... Uh, at our league meetings, I guess uh, I'd ask you how it's going, but uh, I know you're getting ready to get geared up to go to to go to Track Town. Yeah, you know, um, appreciate you having me on, Derek. Um, it's been a busy time. Came from our uh, baseball championship over to our valley meetings uh, at like the Ozarks, and then here we are heading to Eugene tomorrow. So it's going to be a, a busy time, but I'm looking forward to it. The weather's supposed to be nice out in Oregon. We had a great year last year, so I'm hoping history repeats itself there. Now, one of the things that uh, your role, serving on the track and field uh, committee, you're also the chair this year. Now, most people are familiar with the men's and women's basketball uh, NCAA committees, how they do the, the selecting the field of those tournaments. Uh, how do they differ? What's the the sort of operation, what's the procedures for the track and field committee? What role do they play? Sure. Um, you know, we we still have selection criteria, and we still do um, selection calls. It's um, maybe not as involved as, uh, say, men's and women's basketball because we aren't um, selecting teams per se. We are reviewing. Um, it's a little bit more straightforward. We're, we're reviewing um, results from the year and um, making sure things are in line there. And um, we also have to review um, qualifying marks, and sometimes there are ties that we have to break. So we, we look on um, the standard reporting system, which is TFERS. Um So we meet as a committee by phone, and usually that's a pretty lengthy phone call, but it's um, not quite as deliberating as what some of the other sports go through when it's a little more um, maybe objective of how they're having to come up with that criteria. So all the reviewing of the the timing and everything that happens throughout the year uh, as, as all the athletes are competing in the spring season? Yeah, so um, all of the teams are required to um, report their results through a standard system. And so um, many times during the year there may be some issues with that where we'll get alerted and, and have to take action on a meet and ask um, a meet director to review what they've done or upload something a little more uh, a little differently or a little more clearly um, so sometimes those things are going on throughout the year but when we get to the final um, after conference championships and all those results are recorded then what we do is review all those marks all those marks get um, uh into a system through our timer, and that's Sean Laughlin. And so he's on the call with us and is able to use, obviously, his technology when we need to make a change and shuffle things around. But most of that is just by, um, you know, performance throughout the year. So it's a lot more straightforward when it comes to track and field. Yeah, gotcha. So as the chair, uh, is the role come, comes with any more pressure? What's what's the difference from being just a part of the committee versus being on the chair? Are you 
doing things specifically that are, you know, breaking any ties or, or having to, to take on more of a role? What's, what's the, what's it like being the chair this year? Sure. Um, and actually, um, you know, just to kind of explain to everyone, the, the committee, um, term is four years, but, um, the chair is, is a one year term. And so that's okay. obviously re- renewable each year. Um, this was, um, I'm completing my first year as a chair. The year kind of runs, um, starts in September, kind of how they do it. So we'll be voting again, um, this, uh, at our meetings coming up here in June, um, as to who will be the chair next year. Now I'm happy to serve again. Um, I think you learn a lot as you go. Sure. But, um, the person, the person that gets selected is, um, has to be an administrator. We have about six administrators. It's a 12 person committee, so it's about half and half right now, although that's not exactly how it has to be. It's just how it worked out. Um, but the chair has to be an administrator. And it does come with a lot of added responsibility. Um, it's a leadership role for sure. And, um, it requires me to, um, be on a lot more phone calls, handle more issues. Um, what we're really kind of doing is managing everything that leads up to a championship. So making sure that qualifying procedures are followed. Um, we are not the rules committee, so we don't, um, create rules, um, but we are upholding rules. And if rules are broken, um, and, in accordance with someone qualifying to a championship, that's kind of where our sport committee steps in. So, um, you know, I am um, maybe out to sites a little bit earlier to meet with our assistant director of championships and alliances, um, Jeff Malinsky, and he is absolutely wonderful to work with. He's been a, a great resource for me as I've learned um, my way through this chair person position, but we have a great committee and um, I, I really look forward to um, serving these people. Awesome. Well, as you well know, uh, the Valley's got a number of student athletes that are uh, heading out to, to Eugene for the championships, including two Sycamores uh, from Indiana state. The Valley's always had a, uh, a strong tradition in track and field. Uh, you know, you've, you've, you were a former student athlete in Indiana state yourself. Uh, when you see that we've got another strong contingent of student athletes heading uh, to the outdoor championships uh, and that the league will be represented uh, very well, uh, how does that make you feel when you see that we've got a strong contingent of folks heading to the uh, championships? Well, you know, it's really exciting for me because I, um, I do get quite busy out there. We have a um, you know, pretty full itinerary of things that we do to, to manage the championship when we get out to Eugene, but um, you know, I'm, I love seeing the familiar faces and I know our coaches in the league work very hard and are good at what they do. So it's exciting for me to be able to run into, um, especially our coaches, but of course all the coaches in the league. And I'm obviously there to serve student athletes and coaches around the country, but sure. my first love, my first <laughs> love would be the Missouri Valley Conference. And so, um, for me to see, see those guys out there representing us, it really, really makes me proud and um i'm uh, always excited when they can do well and go out there and perform um to uh great heights well we as you know you said you uh coming off of uh, indiana state hosting the the valley's outdoor track and field championship this year is the first year on uh on espn3 having that on uh your your thoughts looking back at the the valley's championship not only outdoor track and field but you guys did a fantastic job with baseball as well um some relief now you got through that part of it and you can focus in on the uh, outdoor championships now for the NCAA? 
Yeah, definitely. You know, it's been a it's been a busy time for me. It's kind of um, unique too in this committee position, having hosted um, you know at our site for cross country. So you get to see both sides of it: how the committee comes in and works with the institutions, and what the institutions have to do um, in order to be able to host these events. So it's a lot of work on both sides, um, and it's always great when um, everybody can cooperate and put on a great championship for the student-athletes because our main goal is uh, to have a um, well-rounded, great student-athlete experience. So from everything from the um, facility to um, obviously we can't do a whole lot about the weather, but right. um, every, everything that goes into there um, is, is is a part of what we, we try to manage for the student-athletes. So um, I'm excited to get out there. I know it's it's been a busy time, but um, this is really what it's all about when you're in college athletics. Absolutely. Well, great job with everything you guys did at Indiana State. Uh, best luck with the championship this year. I know it's been a lot of work, but I'm sure it's got to be uh, a rewarding thing when you get to the point of uh, crowning that champion at the NCAAs uh, coming up here and, uh, and let that process play out. So thank you so much for the time, and I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. See you soon. Okay. Thank you so much, Derek. I appreciate it. The administrators, educators, coaches, and fans of the Missouri Valley Conference expect nothing but the best from their teams. And the Valley student-athletes take pride in exceeding that expectation. On the field, on the court, on the track, and in the classroom. Celebrating academic and athletic excellence for more than 100 years, this is the Missouri Valley Conference. Back here on the Inside the Valley podcast, and right now I'm pleased to uh, have on the line with me a 2015 Larry Bird Player of the Year of the Missouri Valley Conference. He's uh, done so much for the Northern Iowa basketball program, and now uh, going to try and figure out what's life life what's life like after the Valley. Easy for me to say. Uh, Seth Total, you and I former you and I Panther, you and I alumni, now playing professional basketball in Germany, I believe. How's it going, Seth? It's doing. Uh, it's going pretty well. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. We just wrapped up uh, the spring season of sports here in the Valley, and it's one of those times of the year where we try and uh, do some reflecting of what's going on. But uh, in this podcast, I've been always wanting to try and catch up with some of our alumni and, and see what's going on with them. And uh, I saw on Twitter uh, a photo with you and the sports information director, Colin McDonough, you and I, uh, on the uh, golf links. And I, I realized that there's a little bit more of a uh, an athletic challenge between you and Colin uh on the golf course, is that correct? Yeah, you know, I, this this story keeps getting brought up, and I don't know if it's Colin spreading the story or not, but uh, I bet he's having a good time with it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love golfing um, during the summertime. It's one of my favorite hobbies. And obviously, a bunch of people in the athletic department over here um, in Cedar Falls loves to golf as well. So, you know, I, I go out and, and have some fun with them. And obviously, we there's always, you know, a little bit of snack talk that goes on, and Colin got me on a rough day. It was my first time out uh, for for my defense, but uh, he he did get the best of me um, about a week ago, and and he hasn't let me live it down yet. But uh, he has been ducking me since then. He he won't go back on the course. At least he says his wife won't let him. But uh, I know that there's the reasons why he hasn't yet. Well, I'm sure there'll be a rematch in the future, right? And you'll get your revenge and take care of business. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. 
All right. Well, enough about that. I guess my first question for you. Um, so what is life like now? I know you're playing uh, overseas in Germany. What's that uh, action been like over there? And, and has that panned out uh, playing professional overseas? I know another, a number of Valley players go, go on to have success mm-hmm. playing over in, uh, over in Europe. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Obviously it's, uh, it's a completely different, um, you know, way of living. Um, you know, some, some guys go a long ways away for college, but you know, myself, I, I only, I only went an hour to Cedar Falls from my hometown. So I've always been around friends, always been around family. And so for me really to, to go all the way to Germany and live over there for a year, uh, you know, obviously that was, um, uh, the culture shock and, 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 you know, way different than what I'm, what, what I'm used to. So, uh, you know, living by myself a long ways away was, uh, was unique and it was a fun experience. Um, and then other than that, you know, just, just trying to become a professional and, and, and watching what, what, what's done by those who, who've done it for many years and, and just trying to continue to learn about the game of basketball and, and really just let, let basketball, you know, travel, allow me to travel around the world. Uh, you know, it's been a, a heck of a ride and, and my rookie year was a lot of fun this year in, in Germany. And, and hopefully I have uh, many more years to, to be able to experience this and, and have stories to tell others when, you know, down the road. You have any teammates that anybody might recognize just by name, any uh, American college players that are on your team that we might uh, be familiar with? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, not actually not on my team. Um, Jake Odom uh, okay. was in the same league as, as myself. Uh, he had a great year. He's a, a, a great, great guy, a friend of mine now. And, uh, you know, it was really nice to be able to talk to him and, and catch up with him. And then, uh, you know, Ethan Rogge, um was there from, from Creighton. Um, I, I know they're not part of the, the Valley anymore, but, he, you know, they were when yep. when I was playing a couple of my early years. So it, uh, it was nice to catch up with some of these guys and, and see, you know, what path they took and, and where where they are now. So, you know, it was a lot of fun to just to, just to be able to share, you know, our stories with one another and, and um, just learn about, you know, what it, what it took for them to get there and what it's been like for them. You talk about the path that you took in order to get where you are now. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, so we're coming up in this time of the year now where the NBA draft is coming up. And we had a number of, of talented seniors in the Valley this past year. I know you're very, very familiar with uh, keeping track of what you and I did, and we'll get in that a little bit. But all these seniors that are now uh, pursuing the same dream that you were going after, going after the – the NBA draft and working out for a number of different teams and things like that. Um, what was that process like for you when you look back a year ago, uh, going through that, working out for teams and things like that, that ultimately had you land in, in Europe? Yeah, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, you know, exciting times. Um, you know, I, I can, I can tell you, I, you know, the first workout I had um, with the 76ers, I was terribly nervous. You know, obviously you're going to be, just naturally, you're gonna be nervous. You know, you're playing in, the, in, a, in a practice arena of an NBA team, and you're seeing their guys there working out before you get there. And and then obviously, as you go, you know, you got more comfortable and more used to it. You know, I, I got to obviously work out with a bunch of teams, and I had a great time and, and, and uh, a lot of stories to tell about those those opportunities that I had. But you know, if I were to tell these guys anything, you know, I would just tell them to enjoy it and try to capture the. Uh, many memories and, and, you know, like snap images as you can, because it, uh, it goes by really quickly. And, you know, it, it's not, not many, not many guys get the opportunity to do, you know, what I have gotten to do and what many others are going to get to do. So you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, I hope it's just as much as I did. 
Yeah, I, I, I know it's got to be disappointing. You didn't hear your name called on draft night. There was a lot, though. Everyone's rooting for you, and there's opportunities still there, but it didn't happen for you, obviously. But um, then what's that process for you when you end up in Germany? Is that a, you know, do you, your agent tracking down the best fit for you over in Europe? Uh, are you trying out for teams over there as well? Is there a draft? How is that workout going to land on a European team? Yeah, you know, uh, so I went to Portsmouth. Um, there's a there's a bunch of European teams that come and watch there, and um, and I played in the in the summer league. And um, when I was out, in, obviously agents were constantly working for you, you know, trying to get you the the best gig and the best location and, and all that stuff. But uh, you know, when I was out in Vegas, he he got me a, a meeting with one of the coaches, and you know, we uh, we clicked pretty good, and, and we, you know, we thought it was going to be a good fit for my rookie year. So we. Uh, Pretty much, you know, they they offer you a job and you just choose. It's a lot like recruit recruiting coming out of high school. You know, you got okay. you might have five or six colleges that want you, and now it's the five or six teams that want to offer you a job, and you know, you just kind of selectively choose the one that you you feel is going to be the best fit for you at the time, and that's that's what uh, that's what we did. So it was a, um, and we we feel like we we did a good job. You know, we we had a great year and a great rookie year, and. Our team made the playoffs, and so it was a lot of fun and, and a, a great learning experience. Speaking of great years, uh, the 2015-16 Panthers had a fantastic year. I know you were following along. One of our uh, most popular tweets uh, that the Valley account had was a, a retweet that came from you, actually, uh, after the Panthers beat North Carolina. Uh, when you look back at this team and, and being able to follow what they did, uh, been knocking off some big dogs in college basketball, winning the Valley Tournament, uh, and having some success in the NCAA tournament uh, as an alum, how do you uh, react to to what the Panthers did this past season? You know, I still don't necessarily even know what words I would use to describe the, their whole season. You know, it might have been one of the most up and down seasons in college basketball yeah. <laughs> for any team, um, and, and and that just shows the, the the type of character that these guys these guys have and. And uh, it really just solidified how how happy and proud I am to be a Panther. You know, they uh, they knock off number one North Carolina. They beat a, a really good top five Iowa State team, and you know it seemed like they had uh, they had it rolling quite a bit. And then they reached the Valley Conference, and the Valley is so good with such such good coaches that they're always going to be it's going to be a battle every game. And, and they had the you know the coaches did a great job scouting and knowing what they wanted to do. Um, against against the Panthers early on, and they you know they struggled a little bit. Um, I think at one point they were ten and eleven, you know, halfway through the year, right, right yeah. to start conference. So you know they were uh, they had they had to dig themselves out of a hole, and, and that's exactly what they did. And and really that's what makes me so proud is just how they bounced back. And then obviously the three games to end of the year are something that no one's uh, you know they're never going to forget. Uh, West Washburn's bounce high bounce game winner to to win the Valley Tournament in, in St. Louis, and then Paul Jesperson's half-court shot to beat <laughs> Texas. And then, obviously, you know, the the 12-point the um, loss, loss there against their 12-point uh, lead that they lost there against Texas A&M is obviously going to be in the back of a lot of people's minds for a long time. But um, I hope that, that those guys remember, you know, how special of a year they actually had because that uh, – for one to make it to the NCAA tournament is extremely hard, you know. I and I, I obviously know that I only I only accomplished it one time in my college career. So many of those guys that you know that was their second time um, in a row. So you know it's a, a great accomplishment, and it was so much fun to be able to watch and and um, 
keep up with what they were doing. Uh, you know, a lot of the times the games were being played at three o'clock in the morning in Germany, so I set an the, alarm. At, yeah, I the time change's got to be interesting. <laughs> yes, it was. I set an alarm at two thirty a lot of the times and woke up for the woke up for the game. So it um, obviously uh, obviously it was a lot of fun to be able to follow and uh, and uh, you know I'm just really proud to be a Panther. All right, you mentioned you only had the opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament just once, but it's actually sort of documented because of uh, what the uh, UNI All Access program provided, uh, pretty much following you guys all around uh, the Valley and conference play and non-conference play and everything, uh, sort of a college basketball reality show. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed watching that and, and them being uh, around you guys pretty much all the time. You were in the hotel playing video games, and they're, they're following you around <laughs> and everything at, at dinner. Uh, what was that experience like? I guess my, before you say what the experience is like, what's one what of the things that sort of you may have been worried about when the cameras were always on following you around during your senior year? Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, the, the, first of all, the, the cameramen got a lot more information <laughs> that uh, that normally is locker room information uh, from, from the, it's guy talk, right? And uh, so they got a lot of uh, a lot of that that obviously they cut from the from the all access show for, for, uh, many reasons, right. but, uh, you know, that it was actually really funny. You know, it, it was really awkward at the beginning. There's always a camera in your face and, you know, you're sitting there eating and they put a camera in the middle of the table, just right in, right in your face while you're trying to eat food. And it was kind of awkward at, at the beginning, but then, you know, you just get, you get used to, it, you get comfortable and you, you just start to have fun with it. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I think that, you know, it really added to that senior year, um, quite a bit, you know, obviously, we had a we had a, a great uh, a great year and and you know we 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 accomplished a lot but with that all access show to be able to go back and rewatch it all and relive it all it's uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I talked to a couple of guys from around the corner productions, the group that helped uh, produce that that great show, a fantastic documentary uh, of uh, your guys and senior Japan. I thought they did a fantastic job with it. Uh, when you look back uh, on all of that, your accolades, what you guys were able to accomplish as a team. Are you being player of the year? Um, what's one of the takeaways you have from your time at, at Northern Iowa that you're really, really proud of? Yeah, you know, I'm just really proud of uh, the relationships I built. Um, you know, obviously, obviously everybody knows about the basketball and, you know, because it's on the news, it's in their newspaper, you know, that's what everybody talks about, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a people person. I love, uh, I love meeting new, new people and, and I'm, I'm most proud of how many friends I've gained and, and, um, you know, how many new relationships I've built through you and I and, and, uh, and, in the Valley because, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with, with other, other players that I've played against in the past as well. And so it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun to, to have a basketball community, uh, you know, of, of friends that, um, that you can relate relate to and and really just grow grow friendships with them. So you know, I'm, I'm most proud of of the relationships that I've been able to build. That's awesome. Uh, Seth Tuttle playing over in Germany. What's the name of your German team? If folks want to uh, track them down or for next season. Well, I, I played on S. It's called S. Oliver Baskets okay. uh, in Würzburg, Germany. Um, but I, I won't be going back to that team. Okay. Um, yeah. So I signed a one year contract, and now we're. You know, we're just kind of looking around. Um, I've, the agent's doing his job, apparently. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, anyway. Um, right now, um, but he's been, he's been doing a good job, um, 
and we're you know we're just looking for what's what's next and what's uh, what's the best step going forward uh, from where we were now. All right, well, we'll give, be sure to give folks uh, give you a shout out on Twitter so they can be sure to keep up with you and what's going on because it's one of the great things of uh, the Missouri Valley Conference. Not only uh, great student athletes, but we've had so many great student athletes go on to do some terrific things uh, after college, and uh, you're just one of those great guys that are doing some fantastic stuff. Not only staying involved. Uh, with your alumni and your local community, but what you've been doing overseas. So uh, really appreciate your taking time, man, and uh, nothing but best of luck in the future. Awesome, Hale. Th- thank you. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for allowing me on the show.